The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> Mm, check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the quarantine series of the Potterhood Podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. And this is episode... And, and this is the first one I don't know off the... It might be 27. I'm going to look it up. because I I've think it's 27. Okay. It's either 27 or 28. But the fact that we're making those mistakes is how you know things are getting kind of back to some form of normal, even if it does look weird outside. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Potterhood Podcast. Will, Max, since the last time we recorded, we have a new president-elect. Yeah. Mr. Joe Biden. God damn it, the old man went and did it. <laughs> yes. how, how we feel, y'all? It's it's good news. It's it's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt, uh, I uh, on Saturday I partied harder for Joe Biden than I ever thought I possibly could. <laughs> you never thought you could be that lit for the uh, KFC guy, huh? No, I, mean, I like <laughs> Colonel Sanders more. I think <laughs> <laughs> he looks more like the Quaker man to me. Do, do yeah. some research on Colonel Sanders. I don't know if you'll be able to. <laughs> to stay steadfast in your pro Colonel Sanders stance. He's not from the same family as Bernie Sanders. I'll tell you that. Hilarious. <laughs> family. I, um, when it happened, right. So on election day, cause I thought it would all be over on election day. Right. Or at first I did. And I don't know if y'all felt this, but like the energy was kind of awkward just outside. Yeah. Being outside under, under that sky that night was just weird. Right. So, Rodney hit me up and said, yo, what you doing for the election? I said, fam, I'm probably going to go down to New York Comedy Club penthouse and just chill, smoke. And they say they boarding up places. You know what I mean? So if the city going to go go down, I kind of want to see it this time. You know what I mean? I didn't miss the whole Black Lives Matter stuff over the um, spring. I missed all the upheaval before. If there's going to be upheaval for this election, I'm going to be out here to see it. So he's like, you know what, bro? Hell yeah. So he drops the sun off, whatever, comes down here. And we get down here and we're like, you know what? Nah. Just got here to my spot, talk trash for about a couple hours and then dipped, right? So that night, I figured, yo, we wouldn't even know that what who the president elect was by the end of the night. And we got, cause I hadn't been smoking for a while. So I got like a quarter, 
just for, to smoke for the election. Man, if I would have been outside, I wouldn't have been a service to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as the days went on, and y'all remember that like stretch where they had it at like 260 for mm-hmm. Biden? That's when I started to get angry because they were updating they were updating us with non-updates for so long. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going, yo, nothing changed. Nothing changed. So why you it was stressing people out. Dude, they would be like, we got 1,800 votes in from Georgia. And it's like, oh, did one like Rex release their votes? Go up? Yeah. It's like, nothing. oh, yo, fam, when I saw Trump was at 213 and then I saw Biden was at 260. And then two days passed and Biden was at 264. I'm like, yo, why are y'all playing with us? <laughs> what are we what are we even talking about? If the man wins Pennsylvania, he's still only gonna have 234. Biden wins Nevada. That's 270. What do we? Yeah. So it was the gymnastics that the media was doing to the populace that I didn't like because they put this on Trump a lot for inciting people. MSNBC, every single media platform that's televised takes a hand in this too. For sure. And inciting people. The American public should be able to sue for mental distress to every single news outlet in this country. Um, but then when um, it was announced that Biden won, I was asleep, right? And I teared up because of this, because I was asleep. And I woke up because I heard all this yelling, right? I didn't get to look at my phone. I didn't get to open my eyes. I knew why they were yelling. You know what I'm saying? It was happy yells. Man, they went off like 15 minutes. I sat up and like, literally just, it sounded like music to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was dope to hear that in Harlem, of course. You know what I'm saying? Especially after all the fucking anguish I've seen in people's faces. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Throughout this pandemic shit. To hear them that happy throughout the city, that was nice. You know? So yeah. that, that, that was my thoughts on the election. Now I'm in that weird space of, um, you know, I feel like the president's Twitter is going to get a lot of people killed. And I I had the suspicion that, um, you know, Twitter itself should kick this man off of the platform. Because now at this point, it doesn't matter what he's saying. If people are being targeted and it's directly related to that, it's dangerous. Oh, for sure. It's really, really dangerous. You know, if it's not affecting people's lives in a way that they could be hurt, I usually don't mind. And most of his shit is stupid, but it's benign-ish. Since he lost that election, this is all dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I would say the dangerous stuff started when he was saying, like, liberate Michigan, liberate Illinois. That was when, you know, that was when shit started getting really... It started going, okay, I get people having free speech on Twitter. We're talking about the president. The president calling fire in movie theaters around the country. Like, yeah. You yeah. And, and, but in the hypocrisy of it all, because Black Lives Matter peaceful protests were what? Radicals. Meanwhile, ain't none of them in FBI hands because they wanted to kidnap a governor, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that's so it's a funny great the point. people he encourages versus the people that he um, admonishes. Yeah. Well, I think that 
part of the reason people even perceive Black Lives Matters protests as radical is the media problem that you spoke to. Like, I think that one thing that was really important that kind of went under the radar a little bit was so I think the media has been choosing their own pocketbooks for this whole last six years. Yes. During the election, all three channels cut away from that crazy Trump speech that was about how uh, the election's rigged. And if you count legal votes, we'd be one. So all of them cutting away, it's at least setting a precedent that you can't just choose your pocketbooks when human lives are at risk. I mean, it's like, do you remember when Louis got mad at Rolling Stone for putting the Boston Marathon bomber on the cover? And he wasn't Mm -hmm. the only person mad. A lot of people got mad about that. Mm -hmm. But it's that idea of, is it okay to choose a thing to sell magazines knowing that this is going to encourage the next domestic terrorist? This is going to create the next one. And you know what's Mm -hmm. funny is, again, three of us are comedians. We'll get in trouble for jokes. Now, as <laughs> far as we all know, and I don't want to, God knows, I don't want to create nothing. Yeah. But I done told jokes about a lot of subjects. No, this the is... Only, the only thing I've ever inspired, and it's only happened like maybe one or two times, only thing I've ever inspired is people wanting to tell jokes. That's it. Yeah. The things these people do inspire crime. Now, when we talk about things, we lose everything. Right. If people disagree, if people don't like or for some symbols, they don't find it funny. Right. We can lose yeah. How do you think the uh, they let politicians do this shit and the governor could have got kidnapped? They want to kill Chuck Schumer, bro. Dude, if they if they come for us, the article is going to be really funny. It's going to be like Nico White co-hosts a highly controversial Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> Where where he where he compared insert thing here to a dementor. Well, yeah. John Stewart has said like they're always asking comedians like what's the line? It's like, oh, did he cross the line? But no one ever asks that with politicians. Right. It's not all the same line. We don't have the same line as a health teacher or a president or yeah. a construction worker. It's all different lines. It's all different lines. I'm just saying don't hold us to a higher standard with our speech than you do the president of this place. Yeah. Because nothing I mean, I've ever said. I've talked about all types of things has led to somebody wanting to go. You know how many times I've talked about <laughs> uprising? And it has all it's, all it's ever led to is people bending over about, about uprising. It's never led to, you know what? This governor of Michigan need to go. And I mean, <laughs> go, go. Like that teacher from the um, sixth book that ended up on the Malfoy Manor's table, go. Or Umbridge with the Centaurs. <laughs> go, yeah, yeah. I, we ain't never did that, ever. Uh, yeah. All the shit Richard Pryor's talked about. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, if, if comedians were able to really... There's people... Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell y'all a story. And we gonna, I'm connected to Harry Potter, y'all, I promise. <laughs> so, you know how some people could be in relationships that don't really... They aren't really conducive for one another, right? So, there's stories of people that have been in like domestically violent relationships and they were put on certain forms of entertainment so that a fight wouldn't break out, right? Comedy albums back in the day, back in like, um, you know, people on dope and all that, people would put on comedy albums to 
keep people from fighting if you were in a, like a drug house or if you were in like a really fucked up relationship. Now, we don't encourage shit like that, even though we talk about shit like that. They want to kill Chuck Schumer, dog. <laughs> and it's directly related to this man's tweets. And the thing I worry about is that we can all be doxxed. And these people are this crazy that this type of rhetoric, yo, that puts people like Biden at risk. Yeah. Think about all the upheaval you making in Pennsylvania. It makes no sense. And his people are going wild, death eater wild. So the comparison I have, it's um you remember in Goblet of Fire? That scene where the Death Eaters come and they dismantle the um, World Cup, right? And the dark mark is in the air. And you get that ominous feeling that Voldemort is definitely coming back. When this dude typed out he won the election big, I literally heard, I, when I got to the period, I heard more more. bro. <laughs> And then now all you hear is about his actions. I feel like every time I go to Twitter, the trending topics are just like the daily profit when it spins and then hits the front of the screen. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what it's like. The, the one good thing, though, about the drawn out election, you know, when it got to 260 and then they stopped giving updates is you could just imagine what that was like for Trump because he yeah. lives on the media. Fam, I'm telling you, look, y'all, I don't know. I don't agree with the guy a lot, but I can understand why he feel like this. Because, look, I'm, I'm a competitive egomaniac. So, so if I look, I've lost in video games. Max, you played me in video games, though. Yeah. <laughs> Beating me crazy. Right. I've yeah. never and I'll lose by a margin of maybe 20 points. Right. And I want vengeance. Like I want, I want vengeance. <laughs> I ain't never lost nothing by a margin of four million, dog. Never, not one time. So for him, I think it might be the margin too, in which and how he lost it. Where he's like, "Yo, now nah, run that back, run that back." Nope, I don't want hit nothing. Run that back. It's like that kid on the basketball court. It can't accept that he lost. He well, lost. he also when he won, it took. It was like the first two years of his presidency. Mm -hmm. was just him showing off the electoral map and being like, look at this, look how red it is, look at all these places. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's breaking places. him. It's breaking him to see that he lost all those places. It's breaking him. The man ain't getting no sleep. Diaper probably full to the max. <laughs> yeah, his ex-lawyer thinks that if, uh, that Trump's going to go down to Mar-a-Lago for Christmas and then not come back to D.C. again. He thinks it's just like he won't be there. He's obviously not going to be there for the inauguration, but he'll probably just like wrap up his presidency. Just like sad and in this weird fucking place in Florida. Dude, wow. he's, he's Daniel Plainview and there will be blood. That's like Yo, who, yeah. who he That's is. That's even an insult to Daniel Plainview, though. Yeah. Now, let's get into sorting, y'all. What do, what, do, what do we want to sort? Uh, we, I mean, I didn't have a sorting plan. We can sort Biden. Uh, oh, okay, good. Nah, actually, if you don't have a sorting plan, that's actually better. Cool. That's you want to go into the first... The first and maybe the last Trump topic uh, that we cover. So 
We we y'all, talked about it. Y'all, we just, y'all, hold on, wait. Y'all hear how great that is? Y'all hear oh, how great that is? Soon we won't have to talk about this motherfucker, y'all. That's like the Phoenix song right there. Soon, yo, soon we won't have. <laughs> soon we won't have to talk about this motherfucker. I can't wait till he's out. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I just hope that he doesn't take half of the American population out with him. And I don't know why he would want to do recounts, man. A lot of his voters going to die. <laughs> If they don't get this done in the next two weeks, he's going to get less votes. No, the recount doesn't mean everyone votes again. It just means they count them all again. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, it's over, man. Yeah, it's you're over. Down, you're down by four million, isn't it? Dude, he said he was like, people put a bag of 47 votes in Pennsylvania on the wrong table. Those shouldn't have been counted. It's like, you're going to lose Pennsylvania by 300,000. Yeah, dog. That, that 47 wasn't going to help either. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. So the question, so Max just alluded to how Trump might go to Florida and not come, come back. The question is, how does Trump leave or end his presidency? And I got three options for you. We got first option, Fenrir Grayback. Does he die in, a, does he get arrested in a roid rage at the Battle of Hogwarts? Mm-hmm. Second option, Lucius Malfoy. Does he slink away in the middle of the night or third option, Peter Pettigrew, does he just go out like a bitch in front of everybody? <laughs> mm, okay. I think, all right. I know everybody's expecting me to say this. I think D, um, none of the above. Just because at a certain point, we have to admit Trump is not like everybody else. He, he falls in a certain archetype, definitely, but he's not. He's not, he's too weak to do that, right? He's too much of an egomaniac to go out quietly. That's just not him. You know what I mean? He gonna kick and scream and whine and all that type of shit as much as he can to make it look like he wasn't beaten. You know what I mean? This is like a confident, it's like a confident, confident guy in the street that gets his jaw busted after he was talking about how he could beat up the person that he threw the first punch. Mm-hmm. And then the person who didn't want the problem goes, you know what, man? I've been tired of seeing you bully. Bow! And all that karma gets to him and they can't believe it. That's the type of person Trump is. So I see him going more. Diggory if he gets defeated. Yeah? Yeah. Diggory if he, he killed Neville. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, Curse Child, Cedric Diggory. I did not see that coming. And it's not to say, it's not to ever say that Trump was ever like the original Cedric Diggory character. I just mean that particular arch, arch sure. type to where losing doesn't compute to you. It doesn't compute because all you've done is win. Imagine, look, somebody like Joe Biden's lost a lot, though, from hair, memory, <laughs> fucking. Um, Family, hair, no, I mean, hair and family. He, he's lost, the man's lost a lot in a lot of different aspects. Trump, everything he lost, he could replace with like money. You know what I'm saying? Lose a wife, yeah. buy another one. You know what I'm saying? Lose a company, buy another one. Lose the building, buy another one. Act like you bought another one. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the TV show. Same thing with the presidency. He's one of those people that they always told me I was going to be out and whatever. And I'm not particularly smart, but I got this and now look at it. I got this and now look at it. Now, no, 
No, there's nothing to look at, bro. You're gone. <laughs> and you're gone from somebody that you can't stand, that you, that you said couldn't fuck with you. I think uh, out of those, I think it's either going to be the sulking away, like Lucius, or I think it could also be um, being dragged out like uh, Barty Crouch Jr., just yes. like oh, tongue, tongue wagging and being like, this isn't the last you've seen of me. And then it yep. like is. <laughs> oh, then <laughs> it is. Party couch again. And I'm telling you, I think Joe, but Trump don't understand how much Joe Biden don't like him. Cause Joe Biden is way too smooth when he says, look, you have nothing to worry about. When he gets out, he's going to have to get out of there. The way Biden is saying that she's like, y'all don't understand. If he don't want to leave, when I show up, I'm going to get the Secret Service to suplex this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> Biden's too smooth about that. So I think Trump might want to just get out of there. Go on down to Mar-a-Lago, man. Go on down there. Go on down there and go. I take, th- take the rest of the time off. Shit. There are whispers, and I hope it happens, that New York State is going to prosecute him for like tax fraud and other shit which oh, this yeah. guy might be not. the new al capone yeah you did yeah, not the southern district the way cuomo talking shit about trump trump about to pay all his taxes though he might go to jail i mean if you yeah. commit tax i mean they tried to send lauren hill to jail if they're gonna do that <laughs> if when you got the governor of the place saying if he wasn't president if i wasn't governor i'd deck him <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be unfair for him when you come to New York. I'll tell you that right now. It ain't gonna be fair. He's never coming back to New York. The only he only steps foot in New York again if it's for a trial. Like yes. he can't come back to the Trump uh, Tower, in New York. It's that's why done. That's why towards the end he started caring so much about prison reform. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hilarious. So, yeah, you I think, think you're going to be out of those options, man. I think it's Malfoy is the most obvious to me, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a chance of for Pettigrew. I think that if he goes to jail, he might just start crying. Like he might be one of those dudes that cries in the courtroom. And I have a lot of empathy for those guys when they're in their 20s and 30s. But when you're like an 80 year old man crying in the courtroom, talking as much shit as you talked, like I care more about the Zodiac killer's feelings. Yeah, dog. I I don't I can't act like I care too much about him crying. I'd I'd play it to go to sleep. But just because (laughs) he's, he's responsible for the you know, indirectly and directly responsible for the deaths of a lot of people and for the mental anguish of so many more people. And because I I like to, you know, uphold people to bring light in some form, right? Yeah. And he brought so much pain. I'm talking about on both sides because this, this man's name is a slur. You understand? Mm-hmm. Trump supporter? It's a slur, dog. The His slur. acronym, MAGA, yeah. is a slur. Yeah. The, the, everything associated with him is poison. There's families that don't talk to each other anymore because of him. The word politics now means him. Yeah, basically every family, well, at least every white family has that older relative that's addicted to Fox News. Mm-hmm. And it just is sad. It's like. But, but it's not. Nah, it's not just them. It's not just them. And I know people probably shocked I'm making this point, but it's not just them. You know what I'm saying? It's everywhere. Whenever he comes up, you have people that say, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. You get what I mean? It pulls that take. Like, people's hearts start beating faster because of this guy. But a fear of adrenaline. So because of that, if he goes to jail, 
I think he could be um, a three. I think he's more gray back, dog. I think he continues to poison the people that he poisons. And I yeah. think like, much like um, in Harry Potter, the system or the cracks in the system, they couldn't deal with him in the first place or people like him in the first place. I think he takes advantage of that. And like Greyback fucking um, used the more evil werewolves. I think that's what this guy will do. Okay. I, I like that. I think that's, I think that's really possible. Let's go to our first Biden topic hmm. in a similar vein Predicting the Biden presidency, I'm going to give you three options. And of course, you can pull another one if these three don't work. I, these are going to go from most pessimistic to most optimistic. I got okay. I got Cornelius Fudge, <laughs> Percy Weasley, <laughs> Rubius Hagrid. Who do we oh. think that Biden is going to be as a leader? As a leader. I think as a leader. Give me give me some more time. because this, That's interesting. Actually, no. All right. Boom. I don't know if it'll be any of those three. I think he'd be McGonagall as a leader. Okay. That'd be better than any of the three, but. I think he'd be McGonagall as a leader, whereas. No, I don't know if that it'll be better than any of the three. Because you have to remember when Dumbledore was gone, i.e. Obama, i.e. the um, confidence in the country. But. When those things were gone, it was kind of hard for those people to be themselves. They kind of had to fall into the system and be um, to keep the things that they wanted to protect, most protected. They had to fall in line to a bunch of stuff. And there was a lot of things that they didn't know. And I feel like with Biden, I feel like that's where he lives right now. There's a lot that he's trying to protect. He just doesn't know how. And not because of his age, but more because it's so many gaps. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about race. And it's like, yeah, I know it all sounds cool, but it's like, man, these problems are a lot deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? And you're actually a bigger part of those problems than Trump was. Historically, yeah. anyway. Oh, like, for sure. And the other thing is, man, a lot of people got hurt in Hogwarts, dog. Right under McGonagall's watch. You know True. what I mean? McGonagall was cold for many years. Good Hagrid wasn't... I just looked it up. Hagrid wasn't there for book seven. After the Battle of the Seven Potters, Hagrid's mm -hmm. on the run up until the Battle of Hogwarts. Oh, uh, see? Right. So he he can't he can't be Hagrid. And who who was the um other option you get? Percy Weasley and Cornelius Fudge. He could be like Percy because he's close to all the stuff and he wants to be president, but He's also failed too many times at being president and he's been in positions of power before, whereas Percy was more so trying to be, right? Percy never fit in with the big shots. Biden and Obama, he Biden fit in well. So I'm gonna show that we were calling them brothers. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think she he'd be more um, McGonagall because I think McGonagall, powerful as we know her to be, passionate as we know her to be, has aged a little bit. They're still sharp, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate them for it and we know they're still powerful. But we also know they're very much a part of the system. Biden's very much a politician. McGonagall was very much the right hand to Dumbledore and trying to go for the principle of his plan. Oh, shit. Not knowing that she doesn't even know the whole plan. Interesting. I, d I definitely see the parallels with McGonagall, especially... Book seven, book seven, mm -hmm. where you on the run for the Horcruxes. And again, I feel like society is on the run for the Horcruxes. They're trying to break these things. 
that are keeping the system up. We just trying to get to the we just trying to get to Voldemort without the Harcruxes, dog. That's all we yeah. trying to do. And McGonagall doesn't know that. She wants to help. She wants to help bad, but she don't really know what the plan is. And McGonagall, she kind of deals with stuff. She deals with the stuff right in front of her. Like you look at yes. how she dealt with Umbridge. It was always day by day. Yes. Like she didn't come up with some grand plan to evict Umbridge. And how are we looking at Biden? Same day thing. by day. Yeah. When he's coming out to talk to us, day by day. But there's a lot. But what is what? What position did McGonagall still not have even in the last book? Headmaster. Yeah. That was still Snape. Here we are. Biden's the president elect, but he's still not headmaster. So for right now, I'm stick with McGonagall. I think I made the case. I think so too. I think that my Hagrid uh, hope that was too optimistic. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing I like about Hagrid is mm-hmm. he's so transparent, and I really think that's what America needs is a politician like. Trump was Trump would pretend to be transparent. And the only way to actually one up that is for us to have a leader who's actually transparent, telling us the truth at all times. And even if it makes them sound stupid, sometimes we'll forgive that if they're transparent. Um, I think Percy is a real likelihood. And this actually leads to an interesting question that we can deal with after Max gives his prediction. Uh, Do we think that Percy was like went back to being Percy first after the Battle of Hogwarts? Or do we think that he was changed forever and was like the other Weasleys in terms of being selfless and, mm. you know, basically heroic moving forward? So Max, we'll tease that, but Max, you can you can deal with this topic and then we can do a little of a Percy deep dive. Yeah, well, I think it also depends on the Senate. Because if he doesn't have, if those two Georgia races go Republican, just nothing happens at all. And then I feel like it would be maybe like, um, like a scrimgeour, um, or it's just like kind of just this figurehead that can't do anything. Um, I could also see, I could see him a little bit as a Hagger type of. I think he is very like a hard on his sleeve kind of guy, and I think he says stuff that he uh, shouldn't. Like, I think, uh, I think I've heard Biden say I shouldn't have said that. Uh, he has, so. he has, yeah, yeah. But it would be like Haggard if, when Haggard's like, I think we can get like the spiders to work with us or like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is why I had the hope for the Haggard parallel. But I think that Nico's right that like, Biden just isn't as brave as Hagrid. And that's not saying he's not brave. Like McGonagall's brave in a different way, but Hagrid has that hairy kind of bravery where he's willing to risk it all for what's right. Where McGonagall is always balancing what's best for everybody. She doesn't, you know, McGonagall's scared of somebody getting hurt on her watch and she ends up compromising sometimes because of it. Uh, Scrimgeour, I like that. I agree with you, which, and that's another reason why I think the transparency angle is so important because when we have these lockdowns in Washington and, you know, the Republican Senate and House people are trying to slow stuff down, it's so important for leadership to communicate this is what we're trying to do and this is how it helps you because you got to circumvent those guys and go straight to the voters. But, um, I don't know if Biden has the communication skills to do that, which is why it's so important for him to have good people on his cabinet. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred. And to start like putting people in place. You don't know what the biggest problem with um the and it's one of the things with the Harry Potter thing too. Harry, one of my biggest problems is Harry never grew up. Harry never wanted to be brutal, right? He never wanted to um, use anything harsher than the expelling armor spell. And I hated that the whole time. I felt like it was, it was irresponsible. And because of that, it led to a lot of people getting hurt, I think. So when it comes to this, the Democrats have always had this thing where we were always way too, hey, uh, take the high road, let it all go, blah, blah, blah. But also you can't too be the moral police where nobody can make a mistake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't be both. You have to understand that people are flawed. We created a lot of that 71 million that voted for um, this guy. And taking the high road doesn't even work because people gravitate towards the most, like when you take the high road, quote unquote, People will just find somebody on Twitter and just make that person the enemy. So if you don't, if the leadership isn't communicating their stance effectively and they're Mm -hmm. buttoning up and taking the high road, then they just go to whoever they go to find. James and Sirius were responsible for the deaths of James and Lily. Want to know why? Because Snape was who he was. Sure. Right. Snape was who he was. But Snape was a good kid. Snape was a lot like Malfoy without having um, Lucius Narcissa at home, mm-hmm. right? Good kid who made a very good friend and could have been saved because ended up being a, actually, actually being a really good person, right? So now you get them, you're calling them weird, you're calling them names, you're pushing them, pushing them closer and closer to that other side, right? And then they go, you know what? Fuck it, I've lost everything on that on that side with the people that I kind of wanted to fit in. My girl don't like me, she like them, and they already think I'm weird, and this house is already called evil and dark, and I'm just interested in what the other stuff is. You'll go deeper into those things, and those people embrace you after everybody pushed you away. We talked about Republicans as if they weren't even people. Like they would like if being Republican, which in most cases I used to think only meant you wanted to save more money. You know what I mean? Or did you really like guns? Mm-hmm. The fact that that became what it became, and it's not that it wasn't warranted. You know what I mean? Not that it wasn't warranted, but it became too toxic. You know what I'm saying? So they got to do something about that first, and then maybe they'll be able to run a real person. Yeah. Instead of these fake caricatures. <laughs> And also if Biden says my fellow Americans one more time, I'm gonna throw something. And you could also make the case that if Snape had been part of that group of friends with how good he was at occlumency and Pettigrew, everything else, yes. Pettigrew does not survive as part of the friend group for seven years because Snape, you know, looks into Pettigrew's yeah. mind and is like, you know, we're friends with like the snitch of all snitches, who's mm-hmm. the most unreliable coward there is. Yep. But to sniff that right out. Yeah. Would have sniffed that right out. Or if they would have just been a little nicer, you could have allowed a friendship with Lupin and Snape. And we would have got that. Yeah. <sighs> now, I, I do think that if Snape the is part of that. Are the liberals. <laughs> well, now, here's the other thing, though. If Snape's part of that friend group, do we still think that Lily ends up with James? Yes. 
Okay, I I don't think so. You don't think so? I just think Snape is just, he has a higher ceiling in terms of capacity for character. Just because you want to smash Snape doesn't mean (laughs) Lily does, bro. I mean, I think that me and Lily have similar similar values. I just always What's next on the docket? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what's next. Uh, I'm so okay. Uh, f- I had like a duel or die with with creatures with, but I'm let's not sure. It. Okay, cool. Um, let's talk about fox versus. Uh, oh, let's first let's do what's the what's the best dragon? Like which dragon do we think? Is okay, the, uh, the of ones the that, that they showed at the um Goblet of Fire, right? So we got Goblet of Fire and we got the Gringotts Bank dra- Dragon. I'm gonna take the Blind Dragon, yeah. It, it has heart, right? Because one, it was handy capable, that's why I'm taking the Blind Dragon. Okay. All it had to do is be free, and a lot of times we treat them like if you know any handicapped people, we'll treat them like they're so helpless, and it's like, nah, if you just let them have a good time, they'll have a good time. I remember um, I went up to some college to do a show. I love this angle. One of the kids were, you know, had some type of retardation or whatever. And these people came up to me and talked to me like the kid wasn't regular kid. Oh, because I've always hated that. Even for like, fuck being a comedian. I ha- I've always hated that as a person, right? Yeah. Because one of my cousins, her name is Susan, God bless her soul. She um, used to live with us. She was blind and she had a lot more fun than seeing people. So I never understood folks that were like, oh, well, you know, don't talk. Cause she would make so much fun of everything. You know what I'm saying? If she ran into something like, oh shit, I forgot I'm blind. Like it was always made funny. And that's how she got through her day. So I remember growing up and going to school and stuff like that. You would hear people say like, oh, well, don't make fun of that person because they're whatever, right? They're blind, they're deaf, what, what have you. And I'm like, but in my house, my blind cousin literally, like, that's her shtick. <laughs> and it's not coming from this weird overanalyzed place either where it's like, oh, they're doing that to cope. But no, that's her personality with this thing. And to her, it's like, well, I'm this way, but it's how I am. So dust that makes me normal. It's how I am normally. If I could see, that would be abnormal, right? So they tell me how messed up this kid is, so don't talk about autism, what have you, right? So I'm listening to them, and in my head, I'm like, I don't like it. So I go up there, and the first thing I say is, um, it's a pleasure to be here, blah, 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 blah. Um, something, something, something. And you know the phrase, autism speaks. I said, that's irresponsible. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that says that hasn't really met an autistic person. You know what I'm saying? Autism doesn't speak. Autism screams. And it's not always the people that you think that have them, right? And I started naming people that we don't know to be autistic, but just like a belligerent, right? Politicians, stars, Charlie Sheen, what have you. I saw the coordinator of that show's eyes go this big, like frying pans. The kid that they were talking about came over to me and thanked me so much for that joke. Because the school that he goes to, I'm not gonna call the school out, the liberal school, where they'll treat him like he's made of glass. So again, I kind of got off 
the topic of what you were talking about. But when it came, when it came to stuff like that, I've always felt that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think that um, with any of that stuff, it's like important for people to be dealt with on a case by case basis based on what yeah. they want. So yeah. Neville That's in the beginning. Yeah. Neville in the beginning of the series, he, you know, nobody's uh, nobody's talking about his parents and he doesn't want to talk about them. He's not ready to yet, but then he gets a little bit older and it becomes a source of strength for him. Similarly, blind dragon, you know, Mm -hmm. when he's chained to a vault in Gringotts, he doesn't want to hear about how blind he is. He's pretty angry, but once he gets out of there, he's like, you can't tell me anything. I'm a blind dragon and I'm free to to roam. They just want, they just want a chance, fam. He's just just going to, Go around eating basilisks as, as he should, <laughs> as he should, or get or give him a chance to run into something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But let but let them be able to let let them be able to take that chance. Because I swear I don't I don't get I don't get it with society where we go okay well this thing is normal and then you say oh well you can't talk about it. if it's normal I should be able to talk about it and yeah. people like to be treated just as people. So, so yeah, who, that's why I'm picking the blind dragon for my favorite. Who you got? I'm inclined to agree with you. Who do you got between the blind dragon and Fox? A blind dragon. Look, I, like <laughs> I said, Fox is immortal, fam. Fox already has everything. Me not giving Fox the W or picking Fox is the least of Fox's words. Okay. Fox is going to die again and be back again the next day. <laughs> he just doesn't. Fox's big move was clawing out the eyes, and it's already a blind dragon. So I, I think that that doesn't. Yeah, well. it might have blinded the dragon, dog. <laughs> uh, I like yeah. subjected that dragon to a life of just living in Gringotts. That dragon could have two good eyes before it met Fox. You don't know. True. That's a good point. Look, you're, I think you're right that Fox probably doesn't want it bad enough because he can just come back to life the next day. Why would he? It just don't matter to Fox. What you want to do to Fox? <laughs> this is literally Fox. What you want to do? Kill me? <laughs> Fox is like a boxer that throws every 10th fight, but he bets big on himself the night or on the opponent the night before. Nah, Fo- Fox is more like Fox is, the, Fox is an immortal, fam. Fox is like, what are we going to do? Be friends? You're going to die, fam. I'm going to die. I might come back. You're going to be here, but you're going to die and you're going to be gone. You know, what's crazy is that you got Fox and you got Nicholas Flamel. Like all the immortal people were choosing Dumbledore as their best friend. Immortal people really wow. like Dumbledore. Wow. That, we got to do an episode on that. Dumbledore's <laughs> magnetism. Okay. We can definitely deep dive into that. You know uh, what? That should be the next uh, kind of like a think piece though. Think pieces almost. Yeah. So you know what? That'd be the next four or five episodes. We'll start with Dumbledore. Then we'll do the magnetism of Harry Potter. We'll do, um, I don't know, Geller Grindelwald like that, but we'll Let's find some other small leaders in the um, Harry Potter world to base an episode around that. Cool. Kind of like a verbal essay. Okay. I have, I'm excited about this. All right, um, let's go yeah. into our, our last topic. Let's uh, do that. So for this last one, Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me one character who mm-hmm. was never a teacher at Hogwarts who would mm-hmm. have made a great teacher at Hogwarts. Uh, Mad Eye Moody. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty. I think Dumbledore agrees with you on that one. Woo! <laughs> mine. That mine is a little. 
because I didn't want to think too hard. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's a that's an easy home run right there. Molly Weasley home ec. I like I mean, I think Molly Weasley would be a great defense against the dark arts teacher. Maybe that, too. But just home, home economics. Who's making it stretch more than Molly Weasley? Oh, that's sincerely. True. Like, I don't understand why. And I don't know if they have home economics in the um, wisdom world. If they don't, they should. And two, even I mean, in our Dobby, world, Dobby makes it work with just a sock. <laughs> with just a sock. Hey, Dobby, Dobby clean and go wherever you want. <laughs> the fact that Dobby never washed the pillowcase, though, kind of made me upset. Yeah, me too. Dobby, yeah. Dobby should, you would hope that Dobby would dress incredibly stylishly. Just a, a, in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> What's the famous suit place that, uh, I think it's in Harlem, right? You There's know, a couple. The world famous, Dapper Dan's, right? Dapper Dan's, yep. That's where I want to see Dobby. Dapper Dobby. Hilarious. <laughs> Getting fitted by muggles and then just snapping them with memory charms. That would be great. <laughs> Dobby should have had like a place as big as Hogwarts with a couple human butlers, bro. Dobby should have showed up to the Malfoy Manor wearing the exact same outfit as Lucius. Hilarious. <laughs> with the same blonde hair, too. Yeah. And the cane. And a cane. <laughs> Just walking with the cane. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dobby's house now. Yeah. He, wa- he walks in, James Bond music starts playing. <laughs> Dan Elf. Dan it. <laughs> um, that's probably the goofiest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Huh. But yeah. <laughs> Molly Weasley Home Ec. I love it. Molly Weasley Home Ec. And, you know, in real life, we vote for all these politicians, right? Like our president's a billionaire and all that. I think we should have, like the Senate, you should have to be a poor person, but like a successful poor person. Yeah. Somebody that's made a little bit of money go a long way and take your values into that office. I've been the saying the president like, should never be rich again. You well, should be in your thirties, middle class, and show us that you have like a record. Yeah, I think that people. So a lot of politicians are are lawyers, like they used to be lawyers, and I think that we should start leaning more towards jobs like grassroots activists. Uh, mm-hmm. Doctors Without Borders, firefighters, like those kinds mm-hmm. of jobs that are selfless in their nature and mm-hmm. gravitate, you know, uncorruptible people gravitate towards even soldiers. There are a lot of soldiers that become Congress people and stuff like that. But jobs yeah. like that, we should probably elect jo- more jobs from. like that. And maybe we should not know. What do y'all think about this? But in the Harry Potter world, you can't have this, thankfully. But we automate a lot of jobs here. I think they should put a stop to that shit. Yeah, well, they're going to have to figure out a universal basic income or something. And like right now uh, in Newark, they're talking about investing, uh, mainly like investing in small businesses in the black community, but also just investing in small businesses across Newark. And they really need to gear that towards jobs of the future and stuff like that, because who knows how many stores there's going to be 20 years from now, like people are going to buy them their stuff online, but there's no reason why America shouldn't be leading the world in stuff like production. Like, you know, a lot of the best movies and music comes from and higher, right? Whatever our budget, the only thing that should be being automated is military weapons though, because you ain't going to get, you ain't going to have a human military soon. That's going to be done for. Sorry. Yeah, it's going to be done for. And considering the fact that we're in the robotics anyway, and you can start 
kids, we can have the richest next generation ever. If you go into weapons manufacturing, you know what? Not even weapons, device manufacturing, right? Yeah. With weapon grade capabilities. I would love a weapon grade shopping cart. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> like a shopping cart with the efficiency of an AK-47. If I had a shopping cart that could sh- that could move around the supermarket the way an AK could Like a hovercraft? Things, that would like be per- a- it would be perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do more let's, of that as a country. Let's, let's get, get the our flying cars and jets and stuff like we supposed to. Yeah. And the flying shopping carts. <laughs> and the flying shop. Well, I mean, we already got we got the basis for it. They just got to get them to hover. But they're yeah. spending too much time using it on obesely fat people in Walmart. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's true. Charles we- Xavier used to walk around them things. And because he was in shape, it could fly. <laughs> that's <laughs> You think that they just got the Professor X wheelchair, but they got it. These people are too, too heavy. <laughs> Big ass Americans. Uh, so yeah. for for who I would bring into Hogwarts, I got a a less traditional one. I would okay. make Rita Skeeter in charge of history and magic. I go. The biggest problem with history and magic is that the teacher is really boring. Mm-hmm. It should be an interesting subject. Rita Skeeter, for all of her faults. One of the most interesting writers in the entire world of fiction. Yes. Yes, 100%. I wonder how much her and J.K. Rowling have in common. I think that, I mean, there is her the funny... Her Twitter J.K. Rowling, I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe she didn't... She might not have seen that coming. She might be like, look, Rita Skeeter can embody some of my darkest impulses. Yeah. And then, you know, then you gravitate in that direction. Hey, we, we all get old, man. Yeah. We all get old. We're all old already. Yeah. There's things that we don't understand. There's things your daughter is going to understand completely and that you're going to fight, even though your daughter is going to be right morally and she's going to be right, like, culturally. But because we're older and we come from a time where the things that they're going to be sensitive to weren't things to be sensitive to, we're gonna have the logic to break it down. Think I'll get the fuck out of here because here's the cracks in your argument. Boom, 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 boom. That's just being older. Yeah. Well, yeah. when we talked earlier on the podcast about how Fox News literally takes people's grandparents from them, yeah. part of the reason they do that that's has nothing to do with Trump is Fox News preaches a lowest common perception of young people. Mm-hmm. And it just steers older people from trusting their 20 and 30 year old grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And that shit is corrosive. And that is it's destroying not just the them, fabric dog. of America. It's not just them, it's media in general. If we ain't learned nothing else about this pandemic, they're all playing us like accordions. All yeah. of them. It's not just Fox. You know what I'm saying? That's, and that's true. not a defense of Fox either. But MSNBC, ABC, C- CBS, all that shit. And mind you, I want a sitcom on all those channels. So if y'all listen, hit me up. <laughs> I can help break up some of all this bad news y'all putting out. <laughs> Shit. No, you're right. They tell, bro, they tell us so much bullshit. It's like, okay, we know people die. You should be able to tell us only about the top three deaths and then show us pictures of puppies and people hugging each other. Yeah, well, if you watch, like, I was... Uh... I was they should at- even it out. The six o'clock news should be the murder news. The ten o'clock news should be the good stuff news before you go to bed. If you watch like BBC and other channels, 
they like foreign channels they're especially european news their news mm-hmm. is more geared towards not necessarily feeling good about the world but not feeling bad either like they're yeah. just giving you information and they're not but american news i mean it's american the, news has been what they accuse hip-hop of being yeah sex money murder well we'll look at both mediums or their main goal is to sell you stuff, you know? And there's some evidence that's like the worse you feel, the more those commercials are going to affect you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You mean to tell me that our great American media would do that to us? I can't believe (laughs) they would, you, they would hide in plain sight and devastate our morale. Daily profit, daily profit, P R O F I T. Did Mm. I didn't and come up with note, that. That's not that me. Note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 27. 26. 26. I looked it up. <laughs> okay. Episode 26 of the quarantine series of the Potterhood Podcast. Guys, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Will Posnan. They can find me on all social media at Max Marcus Comedy and my own podcast, The Max Cast. Make sure y'all go listen to The Max Cast, best podcast producer in the world. Make sure y'all go follow Will. If you are looking for me, you can find me on Instagram. That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-93 on Instagram. And I'm going to be putting out a special and an album soon. It's going to be called Dark Out. So follow me and I'll tell you more about that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Potterhood Podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. On three, brother. One, two, three. Mischief Managed. managed.